Yo, yo, what's good, everyone? Welcome to the In Conversation podcast with your host, Andrew Cervantes. Here we are live from Los Angeles. Just me on today's episode. It's going to be a whole summary of the whole trip. So if you're into that and you care about my life somehow, some way, tap in and, you know, just, I don't know. Thank you for listening. If you even made it this far, thank you for listening. Before we start, if you guys haven't left a review on the show, leave a five-star review on the Apple Podcast app or the Spotify app. I want to get some type of, uh, I want to get the the reviews up on Spotify especially, um, you know, because right now it's saying no rating, but I want to have at least something, you know, so it pops up and we look, you know, legit. But if you guys could do that, it would be greatly, greatly, greatly appreciated. And, uh, you know, let's just, let's hop right into the show. <clears throat> so starting off, if you guys didn't know, uh, last episode I said that I was going to Los Angeles. Uh, I was going with my brother and my cousin. So we went, right? We went for the whole weekend, Friday through Monday. <clears throat> Got a hotel right on Santa Monica Boulevard. We we're just, you know, chilling. Friday, we wake up around mm, about 6 a.m., we wake about 6 a.m. and we head to, you know, L.A., right? But we really we woke up at 6 a.m. and we left around 8 a.m. Got to L.A. around 2, 2.30 maybe. We're at the hotel, right? Check-in, 2.30. We stayed at a Holiday Inn. It wasn't nothing crazy. But it was a nice location and it was right off the 4 or 5 coming into, you know, uh, L.A. And we were literally right on the exit of Santa Monica. Literally right on the corner which was, it, it really came in handy just being that close to the freeway. It was kind of a pain in the ass to park, but it was, you know, it was cool. So we come in, you know, Friday, made about two stops on the way there. And, um, you know, we're, we, we finally made it successfully, thank God. And, um, you know, we rest at the hotel for a little bit, chill, and then we go to UCLA, right? Well, once we're at UCLA... We just walk around a lot, right? We're just walking around, chilling, walking around the buildings. It's probably the most beautiful campus I've ever been on, right? And the people there, they seem really, really cool. I'm not going to lie. Like, they look like some nerds, right? Like, to go to UCLA, you got to be damn near a perfect student. You need like a 4.0 GPA or it's like really high. It's probably, probably one of the best schools in the country. And... You know, I don't know, the vibe there was just really cool and seemed like everyone was really just vibing with each other and like supporting each other and I don't know, maybe that's just the vibe at all colleges, right? I'm at community community college right now, so I don't really know what the vibes like at universities universities and stuff. But the vibe that they were having at UCLA was dope because there was a whole bunch of kids, you know, like you know those famous stairs? I don't know the name of them. 
But there, UCLA has uh, famous stairs that um, I know all kinds of YouTubers go there and they like fuck around on the stairs or whatever. Or they always take pictures in front of the stairs. I think Nigel Houston even like skate has skated the stairs and stuff. But there's a famous stairs. It's like three layers of stairs. It's a big ass hill. And um, yeah, we were there and there was all kinds of kids just posted to the side of it watching the sun go down on a Friday night. Um, there was kids like sliding down the hill like with boxes and stuff. I think it was like a... I think it was like a, a club or something because, I mean, they were deep. There was they were they were there was hella people, you know, uh, that were sliding down the hill. I don't know what the hell they were doing, but I guess that that's kind of just the college life. And um, you know, one thing I noticed when I was there was the way they interacted with each other. Right, it was very professional, and you know, that was one thing I took away from that that I thought was cool was because where I'm from, people don't talk like that, right? they're a very professional they're very you know they um they present themselves with a lot of uh respect and uh you know kind of like kindness if that makes sense um you know coming from where i come from and to see that side it's kind of uh, i think it's good for me to see you know to see kind of like both sides you know and uh it I, th- I just thought it was cool you know and i i admire i i i'm sorry bro i cannot speak I admired it, you know, and, um, it was just something that was, I don't know, it was just really cool, but I tried, um, I tried going to the Athletics Hall of Fame, they have, like, a whole section for, like, Hall of Fame, uh, UCLA people, I'm assuming, like, Kevin Love, Lonzo Ball, Russell Westbrook were all in there, I mean, because in their, in their, uh, UCLA store, they were selling all the jerseys, but I tried going in there, and they were, Man, what was it? I'm pretty sure they were, yeah, they were closed. I think we barely missed them by like an hour because we were walking around the campus around like six o'clock and we did a lot of walking like the whole day we did. I think it was like half a day. It wasn't even a full day and it was like eight miles. It was, it was pretty intense and UCLA is a huge ass campus, but yeah, we did. We tried to get into the athletics hall of fame. It was locked. That sucked. But we saw the Drake Stadium. That's I'm pretty. I'm not sure what that is. 100. percent I mean, it's kind of like their arena, but I don't think UCLA plays at the um, you know, that stadium. They play at the the Coliseum, I believe. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's where it's at. But I mean, we saw the field where they practice. I wish I could have seen the the weight room. I saw it on uh, destroying the YouTuber. I saw him do the tour and whatever at UCLA. And that was really uh, dope, and you know their whole program is just crazy. Like that, I don't know. It's it's beautiful in there. Like I wish I could have gone in really, but you know I did see a couple teams practicing. I seen like the the women's uh, lacrosse team. I saw the women's soccer team, the men's soccer team too, and the uh, the men's rugby team. Those dudes were built, and I don't know. It's just kind of crazy. <laughs> like. Where I'm from, no one plays rugby at all. Like, I, it was just kind of cool. You know, honestly, like, I actually like rugby. Like, I don't watch it, but, like, if it was on TV and I had, like, I don't know, I would actually watch it just because I think it's entertaining. They wear no damn gear and they smack the hell out of each other. I don't know, rugby is actually pretty cool to me. But, yeah, I mean, we saw a couple teams practicing. Um, They were having, like, some sort of fundraiser at the Drake Stadium uh, with people running around the track. They had like a concert kind of like on the field and a whole bunch of tents and in the audience like on the bleachers they had um boxes right and there was a there was all kinds of them you could tell they were getting ready for an event and they had boxes with like glow the only thing i remember 
was glow sticks and condoms. And I don't know, I don't know why or what the hell was going to happen, but, <laughs> you know, it, I mean, I guess that's college for you. You know, sometimes there'd be some weird shit. I remember my brother actually, this kind of off topic, but my brother actually told me one time, he was thinking about joining a fraternity and they told him, they're like, okay, if you're interested, um, leave your door unlocked and, uh, fuck, I think this was like at like two in the morning. It was, they were like, leave your door unlocked and, uh, be ready at 2 a.m. And he was like, what the fuck? And then after that, he said he's not interested because some of those frat people or those frat dudes, you know, they'd be kind of, uh, uh, I don't know, a little, a little on the weird side. You know what I mean? Like you, we, uh, I think we all know how frat dudes are, the fucking bro and this and that and dude and I don't know. I don't know it, it, that you guys know how frats are, but yeah. Uh, going back to the fundraiser, I think it was one of those things where like every time you run a lap, like you pay or you give a certain amount. I think it's one of those things where it's like, I mean, you look at it from the good side, right? Like you run, you get in shape, and you're paying. You're helping the school, right? So it's like, you know, you I don't know, help both both worlds, right? But UCLA was a beautiful campus. We were, um, I saw people taking grad pictures. I saw, um, what else was it? People taking grad pictures. Uh, I don't know why I just had a brain fart, but yeah, there's people taking, um, those pictures. And we were out, we were like right by the stairs. Uh, we were playing, uh, catch with the football, watching the sunset go down. You know me, I had to go to the business side. I mean, I know UCLA has like a great entrepreneur, uh, program. And, um, some people might be thinking like, what the fuck are you, are you, are you trying to go to school to be and learn how to be an entrepreneur? Like, nah, I just think it's, you know, it's a good opportunity and it's something that you should look into. I know they have a great program and, um, yeah, it would, honestly, it would be something I'm actually really interested in. You know, you, um, I don't know. Some people might think that's dumb as fuck. I think that you might come out with, um, a lot of networking, a lot of tools and, you know, I don't know, I guess to each their own, but I don't think it would be a bad idea at all, me personally, but yeah, I mean, I mean, that was, that was, you know, the UCLA thing, it wasn't nothing crazy, we were kind of just chilling, walking around, like taking pictures, just, you know, relaxing, just getting settled into LA and not even going too far, what was cool was uh, UCLA was only about, like, it was the closest thing to our hotel, so it was probably about like five minute drive to the hotel. We would literally just get on the freeway and the first exit just get off. And thank God we did it on Friday because if we would have went anywhere else on Friday, it was, well, we did go somewhere else. We went to the pier, but I'll get into that right now. But if we went like, for example, Beverly Hills or, um, where else do we go? Uh, Beverly Hills or, um, let's say Hollywood Boulevard, the traffic in LA on a Friday night, it's man it's the the freeway was like damn near at a complete stop so thank god we kind of just kept it local and small but we did hit the pier on friday night the pier was uh really dope actually it was you know it was it was, it was well it wasn't that crazy but i just really enjoyed you know like the the scenery and just being on the beach at night and stuff and really appreciating where we're where we were but we didn't ride no rides or nothing. We just walked along the pier, just walked all the way down, came back, enjoyed, you know, the ocean at night for a little bit. We hit the arcade at the pier, uh, played some games. I only put, like, five bucks on, like, a card I got, and I, I barely got enough, like, tickets to win, like, two tits, toots, Tootsie Rolls. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I was playing this basketball game, and oh my god, man, like, 
they need to update those machines or something because like the peer i don't like i don't know man and i I can't even lie i was low-key worried about covid up in there because covid well like no i'm not gonna say like it's like no peak or nothing but no one was wearing mask right and you guys know me, all right. I'm 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 vaccinated. I'm boosted and stuff. No one no one was wearing no mask, and there was a lot of people in the small. Like that arcade was packed, and it was musty, and it felt real sweaty and dirty up in there. And there was a lot of people, and it just low key kind of had me afraid. I can't lie. But the only way we're gonna get through this damn pandemic is if you know we gotta have people that are you know aren't afraid and that actually like just go out and go back to our normal lives like we can't be wearing masks forever i mean to each their own that's just me you know what i mean but yeah i mean the, the pier was cool you know and then we just wrapped it up um by going to in and out we went to the in and out right by ucla and um what was it it was a fr- yeah it was a friday night and there was a whole bunch of ucla students up in there it was a uh, cool because you know, I, I, I felt like I was somewhere where, like, I, I don't know, I could see myself fitting in a lot. Uh, there's a lot of people, you know, my age. Um, it was, I don't know, it's just a cool vibe. We just, you know, got, we got in and out to go because we were going to eat at the hotel. But on our way back to the hotel, we literally, um, we, we saw a frat party going on, right? We passed, like, all the fraternity houses. And let me tell you that these fraternity houses were really nice right like these were not no like basic house like these were on like a nice street like in the suburbs and there was hell of them right and we were just driving by whole bunch of people in the street whole bunch of people on the sidewalks whole bunch of guys girls and tank tops or i don't know whatever like fucking crop tops um I don't know. It seemed it seemed like a lot of fun, and there was a, you know there was a party going on for sure. There was multiple parties for sure because we were driving by. We see these uh, frat houses lit up with like disco lights. The doors are like open. There's hella people outside. There's you can tell. I think the vibe was like there was a party about to get started because I don't even think everyone was there yet. So it sounded like when we left UCLA, it sounded like a lot of the shit was barely cracking. We were tired, and, you know, it's not like we could just pull up to one of those parties because if you don't know, frat dudes, they have the reputation for being kind of like, like, you know, rude or like fucked up, like jocks almost. They'll tell you straight up to your face. So, like, say I wanted to go to that party with my cousin, right, and say we just walk in the door. People are not going to recognize us, right, because normally on campus people recognize each other because they have classes with each other or they know someone that knows someone you know it's basically like a small little community right and you can kind of tell who goes and who doesn't go there and you know if we would have pulled up and you know guaranteed one of those frat dudes would have saw us and be like who who do you guys know here and you know we would have been like fucking no one or yada yada or we made up some bullshit like i don't know but i wasn't trying to get kicked out or have no fucking problems so you know that was out the gate but it would have been very dope to hit a frat party i can't even lie like it looked like a lot of fun i felt like i was missing out just sitting i haven't had that feeling of i felt like missing out like i have a party since like high school so i don't know it just looked like a lot of fun bro like it it just you, you guys get it but yeah that was pretty much the whole friday night um let's see moving on to saturday what do we do saturday saturday we hit rodeo drive that was the first thing we did, right? Well, that wasn't technically the first thing, but we woke up, you know, had breakfast, got ready and stuff. 
that hotel was clutch because they had um they had breakfast serving all well not all day but every morning so that helped a lot so if you guys ever stay at a hotel i highly suggest you guys getting hotels with um complimentary breakfast because that is essential and if you don't have it it'll probably slow you down you'll have to go pick up some food and you're you know you're gonna save a shit ton of money if you just you know have free breakfast where you could just go downstairs eat come up shower then bounce you know what i mean and you'll be set for the rest of the day but yeah um you know so we hit rodeo and there's something about rodeo that is just not welcoming I I really enjoyed walking on well yeah I really enjoyed walking on the street right it's a beautiful street like beautiful there's like beautiful artwork you know it's like top of the knot like best of the best stuff you know like this is like highest most expensive like luxury shit and it's beautiful right but man those people are just I'm not saying they're bad or nothing but like they just look rich, and I just felt like I did not belong there. I didn't see no Mexicans like me. I ain't see no blacks, cause where I'm from, that's what I see, right? I saw all the people in Rodeo are like Middle Eastern, white, and like I don't know. I swear, I I walked by at least five people that weren't even speaking English. They were speaking like French, and you could just tell they weren't even from America. They're I don't I don't know what the fuck. But these people, I saw this dude, he looked like German or something, with like the thinnest, most clean mustache, and that shit was like curled on the edges, I swear to God, and like, he had like a, like a, like a mini afro or something, but it was like the most perfect curls, looks like he got a haircut like twice a week, he was in like velvet no, I don't even know. If, yeah, I don't even know. I, I don't even know if this is going to make sense. Like a velvet green tracksuit that was like, you could just tell was expensive as fuck. And it was designer. It was probably Gucci or something. Then he had like, I don't know, some like Alexander McQueen's on. And like the way he was walking and all the bags he had. It was like Balenciaga, Louis Vuitton, all this expensive shit. And I was like, dude, like, I don't know. They had like Cartier bracelets on. And you know how people will wear that stuff? And, you know, like, they'll be flexing. Like, that's, like, their go out. Like, oh, let's go to the club and let's rock this shit. He looked like he just fucking woke up out of bed. And he was like, fuck it. I'm just going to go shopping today. Let me just put on my bracelet or whatever. And he just went out. Like, I feel like there was levels to this shit. And he was, like, flexing at entry-level things. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if this makes sense. But I, I don't know. I Honestly, it was too much for me. Like, if I was to get dropped like say me my family right where we live and we were supposed we just automatically got dropped in beverly hills right it would be a complete culture shock because we don't see no one we look like at all and you know i don't know it just i wouldn't enjoy it like it would just be a complete shock maybe i'd get used to it after a couple years maybe i wouldn't ever get used to it but i personally think no matter how rich I get, whatever number that is, eventually, I think, I don't know, I don't think I'll ever be that guy, because, I don't know, that's not me, like, some people could tell me that I have, like, flashy style, or I care about my fashion, but no, I don't, after this weekend, like, no, I, do, I really don't have expensive taste, like, 
I mean, yeah, I'd prefer to shop at the mall rather than, like, Ross Dress for Less, but, like, I don't know, like, after seeing this weekend, bro, those people were on a different level. No matter how much money I make eventually, I don't think I'll ever be like that because it was, like, too much. It was way too much, like, designer shades, and it was just, it was very flashy, and where I'm from, that's like a walking lick. Like, you know, you don't dress like that because you, you're, you're, you're going to get robbed type shit. You know, and that's just what I know. <laughs> but, I mean, maybe I would get used to it. You know, you never know. I, I don't know. But, anyways, yeah, that was kind of my experience on Rodeo. We were only there for about 30 minutes. We just walked. We basically walked the whole thing. Walked up, walked down, bounced. We ran into uh, Peter Marco, though, which was kind of cool The um He's a celebrity jeweler. He has his own shop on Beverly Hills. We didn't meet him or nothing, but I mean, we I mean, he has a shop if if you didn't know. Um he has a shop on Beverly Hills on Rodeo. And uh we were waiting in line to get in, but the door was locked and Beverly Hills has been having like a lot of robberies lately, like snatching grabs and shit. And um I think that's why they had the door locked. But uh yeah, I don't, it was cool seeing him, but uh I don't know. Like I saw Patrick Mahomes I didn't see him on the trip. No, no, no. let me finish. <laughs> I saw Patrick Mahomes was there on his Instagram in like December, I think, and then I saw Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg was there like a couple months as well, but you know, no celebrities were there at the time. I mean, I saw him through the window. I personally didn't even really care because I'm not really like a big Peter Peter Perga Mark. Oh my God, Peter Marco fan. But yeah, I guess my brother told me because we looked him up after. That was the guy that was suing uh, Offset and Rich the Kid for like, I think it was like $70,000 for not paying their jewelry. So some of these uh, rappers, you know what I'm saying, they don't they don't be paying their shit on time. And uh, I saw Peter Marker, Peter Marker, oh my God, Peter Marco. I, <laughs> I'm going to just keep that in there. But I literally, yeah, like I saw his net worth. He was worth like 200, 200 million. So he's a pretty wealthy guy, I would say. But yeah, um. After that, after Rodeo, I um, we hit the mall, right? I didn't even know there was like a Westfield. Uh, I don't know if it's called the Galleria, but I don't know. I'm just I'm just call it the Galleria because it's called the Galleria in San Jose. But let's just yeah, I hit the Westfield Mall, and um, it was cool because I ran into um Chris Diella. Chris, if you don't know who Chris Diella is, he's a um an actor slash comedian. Um, I honestly did not know who he was when I ran into him. Let me explain. Look, I was walking, right, just with my cousin and stuff. And then um, <clears throat> I see this guy, and he's wearing strawberry, right? And if you listen to the uh, last episode, I said, you know, I have my, my, my strawberry hoodie, right? Like the Kai Bentley. You, like you guys know how I have like that little thing with the stolen hat, whatever. But, yeah, he was wearing a hoodie, and it said strawberry. And I was like, oh, look, he's wearing, you know, strawberry. That's like one of my favorite clothing brands. I was like, oh, that you know, that's cool. And then I look at him, I was like, oh, wait, that's that fucking, like, that's that guy. I, I recognize him. And, um, yeah, uh, it was him. It was Chris Diella. And I was like, I could not find where he was from. Though. I was like, dude, where is that guy from? I knew he was an actor. Or I seen him on some type of podcast. I was like, but he's like a podcast host or something. I was like, I recognize him. I know I've seen him hella times, like, on Netflix or something. I was like, I know it's him. <clears throat> but... Yeah, um, I didn't ask for a picture or nothing. I mean, I made we made eye contact with him, and I think he knew we were talking about him. But he just carried on with his his you know his normal life. We didn't stop him or nothing or interrupt him. 
And that wasn't the only celebrity we, we uh, ran into, too. The other one's actually pretty bigger, but I'll get into that. But, um, yeah, uh, it, it, I just knew immediately, you know, that he, he I recognized him. I knew he was famous. But, um, yeah, uh, that was pretty much the only thing we did at the mall. We Honestly, we were just, like, window shopping. I wasn't trying to buy nothing. I bought, like, these fragment custom, like, Bapesta, like, Travis uh, Travis Lowe's. They're not uh, they're not Nikes, but they're not even Bapestas. They're, like, custom from in- Indigo Studio, which was dope. So that's why I wasn't really trying to shop because I had blown, like, 160 bucks on, you know, those shoes. But, um... Yeah, I bought them when I was when I was at the mall too. Like literally, I because they dropped when I was at the mall, so I bought them on the internet <clears throat> while I was shopping around and stuff. But that was pretty much the only thing we did at the mall. We went to the food court, had some Panda Express. That was like the most shitty Panda Express I've ever had in my life. That had like no flavor, and I don't know what's up with the workers at um, fast food in LA. Because just real quick, are the Panda Express people that were. I could, I don't know, the food just sucked and I couldn't hear them. I went to a subway in LA. Oh my, those people look like they absolutely hated their jobs. I've never seen people like that in my life that like, they literally look like they hated their job so much. I felt bad for them. Like I was about to slide them a couple dollars. Like I just felt bad. And, um, we went to this McDonald's real quick. I just want to explain this. We went to this McDonald's real quick and then we gave, um, this girl, you know, like, I don't know, say like eight bucks for a meal. And we're like, oh, go ahead and just keep the change. She was like, uh, we were just told her, you know, go ahead and keep the change, right? Like, we don't want to change back. It was like 20 cents, bro. And she was like, oh my God, really? (laughs) I'm sorry if you're listening with AirPods or earphones, but she was like, oh my God, really? (laughs) Now now I get to do laundry for the day. And (laughs) I don't know, bro. Like, she was just she was just she was very positive and really excited and i was like bro like i don't know like she seemed like she loved her job at mcdonald's which is dope you know like i don't know like i just it was she was her personality though i'm not judging her because of that shit like the way you guys should have heard her voice and like the way she was talking because she was very like weird bro like i'm not even gonna lie like it wasn't like i don't know she was just weird like her vibe was weird and shit it was just kind of kind of like creepy you know how like normally mcdonald's employees seem like they hate their job this girl looked like she absolutely loved her job and like no matter what the manager told her to do she was gonna fucking do it even if they told her go clean the damn toilets she'd be glad to do it like i'm not even trying to take a shot like not that that's a bad thing but you know what i'm saying you guys know where i'm going but (laughs) <laughs> yeah that was just that was off topic i just had to throw that in i don't know what it is with the fast food places in la but damn their customer service is ass like it sucks i don't know but uh yeah um you know after after eating the panda express we went back to the uh the hotel just rested i'm not even gonna lie my anxiety was kind of kicking in so i think it was time to relax for a little bit went to the hotel chilled watched like partial like some of a movie um relaxed i was gonna record the podcast episode you know in the hotel but it was just it was hard like you know the way it was set up and like we didn't have like no tables and you know it was three of us i only had i only have two mics so you know it was hard that's why i'm trying to you know get back onto this uh you know asap basically but you know we rest and then later on we drive to the hills right this is the main reason i came to la we drive to the hills we go to beverly hills and bel-air right 
And I, at first, I wanted to go, you know, Hollywood Boulevard and um, pay someone, you know, to basically take us on the tour so they could tell us where all the stars live, right? But a lot of times when I go in there, it's always like stars that you don't really care about or like, I don't know, like people I don't really like care about, you know, or it'd be like somewhere where like Charlie Champlin lived or some shit like, you know, like, I mean, I guess that's cool, but like, it, it's not going to be as cool as like, like a, I don't know, like an Adam Sandler house, you know what I mean? So basically we decided that we were going to damn near make our own tour. We just looked up a whole bunch of addresses, found them. If you call me weird, I don't know what to tell you. We just wanted to go look at some, you know, famous people's houses. And, um, yeah, I don't know. We were really just cruising. in. The, we were cruising in those hills for about, I swear to God, like, well, all in all, probably like four hours, like, but we were having fun. Like we could have easily probably gone home or been more than halfway home in the amount of time we were driving in Beverly Hills and Bel Air. And uh, some of the places, you know, the the mansions that we drove to, we went to the Playboy Mansion first. Um, that was cool. They had, like, some Amazon packages outside. And you could see some of, the, like, the famous tile. But for the most part, the majority of these houses, they're, um, they're covered, right? Like, you can't see shit. Like, they have big-ass gates. They have big walls that are, like, you know, with a whole bunch of, like, grapevine leaves on them. They have big trees, like, very private. Like, you can't see shit unless you were to hop over the fence. And if you do hop over the fence, they have security, you know, so you're fucked. And they have cameras. You can just tell you're being recorded, right? But, yeah, we went to the Playboy Mansion, which is drove by. That was, I mean, you couldn't really see shit. So, I mean, I guess it was cool. But we went to, um... The house that uh, Michael Jackson died at, that was in Beverly Hills. He had a huge house. You could see some of it, but his was also very, very private. And he has, like, this entryway to the garage that like, you could just tell was humongous. But, yeah, that was the house he um, he passed away at. And we saw, like, pictures of, like, um, I think, like, the coroner bringing out, um, you know, the dead body and stuff. So that was kind of, like... I mean, different, I guess. I don't want to say cool, but, you know, it's different. But um, we also went to Ellen DeGeneres' house. Well, we didn't mean to do that. We kind of just came across it. And because, like, her address is, like, really bright on the on the wall. It's, like, I'm going to say it. it's 360 South Mapleton Ave. I'm pretty sure that's exactly what it is. And I, I the only reason I recognize that or remember is because I did the Hollywood tour when I was a kid. And um, they were just, I remember, like, Ellen stood out because her address is on it's like on a white like brick wall and then hers is her address is like big like it's like the biggest address and it's in like black font so you could easily tell but yeah so that was a cool one but you really can't see shit neither and a lot of a lot of things with these neighborhoods is that you can tell like when a celebrity lives there because their neighbors they won't be as private right sometimes they'll have like you know big gates and stuff but they won't have so much trees and with the celebrities, you know, you see their neighbors, you can see like, you know, their house or like their front door and stuff. But then when it comes to that, like their house, it's completely private. Like they have a huge gate. They have a lot of cameras and it's a whole bunch of trees and it's like always covered. So that's how, normally how you can tell, like if someone famous lives there is probably going to be very covered, especially like the very important or like the very like top tier celebrities, you know, you, you, you're not getting into their fucking neighborhoods, but since we're on the topic of like the top tier celebrities, we didn't try to get in. Um, if you if you don't know, uh, Beverly Park is like one of the most luxury neighborhoods in Beverly Hills, and those houses range from like twenty five to fifty million. And um, 
we drove by the 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 gate and it's a very beautiful gate right like a really beautiful um those houses in there those those are where the stars live right that's like where mark Wahlberg lives that's where denzel washington lives sylvester stallone um like barry bonds people like you know big people that are like worth a lot of money but um we we were able to drive around we were just cruising right and we found um we found a viewpoint and uh this viewpoint you can see beverly park right you can see like the roofs in like the house and you could even see some backyards of the houses in beverly park and we were able to see denzel washington's crib that it was humongous it was literally huge it was like i don't know those houses are big as fuck like minimum have to be at least 10 to 12 bedrooms minimum probably all like 15 bathroom or some shit but yeah they're, they're huge houses uh they got they got like full-size tennis courts um i don't know maybe like golf courses they have humongous pools a whole like lot of like grassland that you could easily play probably like a full game of soccer on the on their you know property but yeah i just thought you know that was um that was a really cool thing i wanted i was looking for Wahlberg's house but i think you could only see like the roof of it a little bit and i know that might sound like some stalker shit but it was kind of just cool and the view was beautiful and we really kind of just watched the sunset go we parked in an area where like security like the people that were watching uh, you know, who goes in, they couldn't see us. So, you know, I mean, you could see into it, but it was one of those things like, say if you like, say if people really were creepy and, you know, say like some crazy mega fan wanted to hop, like, you know, hop that fence and hop into their, um, you know, their neighborhood, you wouldn't be able to, because if you hopped over, like where we were looking at, you would have fell and you would have rolled and you probably would have died. Um, it's because it's one of those things where like, like all these stars, they live they live deep in the hills. Like I'm telling you, it probably was like a 20, 25 minute drive all the way up the hills. And then when you get to the top, it was like a like a big like ditch in the middle of like all these gigantic hills. And then it was like low, like it was just like a big circle, like a big neighborhood between all these big mountains. That was like you know, like I don't know, it was like lower than the mountains, right? And um. That's where Beverly Park was, and it was just very quiet, very peaceful in there. Like, I don't know, it was just, it was real, like, I don't know, it was real calm. It was real calming. You just heard birds chirping, and you could just tell, like, it's very, like, luxury and, you know, nice. And it's a very quiet neighborhood. And, um, yeah, we just watched the sunset from up there. But once it got dark, um, we, we just went to go drive around, um, well, like Melrose, Fairfax, Hollywood Boulevard. We were going to walk around, but it seemed ratchet as hell. And, uh, I don't, if you guys have been to LA, you guys know that the streets are hella dirty and stuff. And like, I don't know, it was already dark and nighttime and stuff. So we were like, yeah, no, like this, this ain't it. Like, I don't know. We just, especially on Melrose and Fairfax, like I've heard a lot of shit has been going on on those streets lately. And, um, you know, it's not worth it. I don't think those areas are the safest. Like, honestly, it's a, a little sketchy. Like, you know, so we chose to just walk in it. I mean, not walk in it, just dr- drive by it real quick. And then afterwards, and then we decided to go to Bel Air because it was kind of on the way to on the way to the hotel. But the uh, the houses in Bel Air that we went to, we went to Adam Sandler's house. Adam Sandler, we just drove by, right? And um, his, I feel like you can tell it was his because, you know, like I said, these stars they have you know humongous gates and they're very private like you know with a lot of bushes and trees and you know a lot of stuff in the in the way and um 
he had like an American flag like display that was like it looked like it was like from Home Depot. It was like a decorative, you know, display on on his door. And uh, I don't know, it just looked like something he would have. Like it seemed like him, his style, like very humble. And he had like two caution kids at play sign. And I feel like knowing Adam Sandler and how humble he is, he would be like, I want my kids to have a humble or like a normal life, as normal as possible and be normal kids and play in the front yard, right? So I feel like it low-key wouldn't be that hard to catch him in the front yard because, I mean, it seems like he, you know, allows his kids to go outside in the front and play. But yeah, that was, I mean, that was kind of cool. Another cool one was Jay-Z and Beyonce's house. So, you know, that one was in Bel Air. I, I know they own multiple homes, but the one in L.A., I think I read on the internet that they paid like $128 million for it. And uh, we, I mean, so they live in a court, right? And um, their, this, their fence, like to get in, had to have been the biggest fence out of all the houses we went to. That shit was humongous. And their cameras look like a 24-7 security, you know, surveillance was looking at you. Like they had cameras in trees. They had cameras at the front door. They had cameras everywhere, like you could tell and like you could tell like if you were gonna try some shit like you wouldn't get far like you know what i mean but i mean it looked like they still had their christmas lights up which was kind of weird i don't know if like that's how they decorate their house with a whole bunch of lights but i mean i don't know if they just you know they travel so much and they haven't even been there since about christmas but you know that i just that was one of the coolest ones because they lived in a court that was very very secluded i was surprised we were even to get you know to the front gate like, if we wanted to ring the, you know, like, the, the garage to come in, obviously, like, we wouldn't have got in, but, like, you could have, you know. Some of these houses, you can't even do it. Like, you know, like, the Denzel Washington and Mark Wahlberg, like, you can't even get to the front gate unless you know someone in there. So, yeah, like, it at least for the, so for us to get, you know, that close to Jay-Z and Beyonce's house is kind of, I don't know, it's kind of crazy. But yeah, that was that was another cool one. They were they were definitely like it seemed like the most private and lived in a court. You know, it was very dark, and it just seemed I don't know it was very peaceful. But um, we also went to uh, what was it? It was the Pop Smoke House, right where uh, where he was murdered. He was murdered in a um, Airbnb, and uh, yeah, I know like some like fourteen or fifteen year old kid broke in at like um, I think it was like four a.m. Because Pop Smoke posted a picture on his Instagram and the house was in the background and it happened to be the numbers, you know, like he got the address and the picture in the back. So, you know, that kind of, that was like the whole thing. But yeah, we we drove to um that house and we saw the house basically he was killed in. Is that weird? Um, I don't think so. I, it was just something, you know, it's like a part of LA culture now. And uh, that house is, it's, um... It got remodeled because in, you know, Pop Smoke's latest Instagram picture, you see uh, it's kind of like a Spanish-looking house, right? That's uh, kind of like white and like um, like a like a tan color. And, uh, you know, it just looked like very like a Spanish-looking house. And um, now that I think that killing happened, it's, they did some remodeling. The, uh, the paint is still white, but now it's like furnished like nicer and more modern well i wouldn't i don't know if it's nicer but it's a lot more modern it's like white and black now and uh yeah and someone was watching the uh duke or what was it yeah duke versus uh north carolina game up in there uh, because we drove by and we saw it and a lot of these people have their blinds completely open i don't know why but yeah uh so that means so that means someone lives in that house you know and doesn't even trip but yeah we drove to that house 
And uh, we went to another one. These uh, these might sound kind of weird because these are where people died in. But we went to Mac Miller's house, actually, the one that he died in, in Studio City. Um, the one he overdosed in. And that one was, you know, this whole area is very calm and very peaceful. And um, his looked abandoned. There was a whole bunch of packages in the front door. There was a lady that was walking her dog that was like right, that lived right next door to us. Or not to us, to, to him. And um, we were parked, you know, kind of like taking pictures of his house. And uh, she looked like she didn't care at all and like that she was completely used to it. But it was kind of, that one got me kind of emotional, to be honest, because of, uh, I don't know, Mac just, you know, he w- had a big impact on me as a kid. And, um, you know, just listening to his music and stuff and being out there, like, you know, at his place, uh, you know, the place where he passed, it was, it was actually pretty sad, you know, still like felt like too soon to like, I don't know, just felt like too soon, you know what I mean, but yeah, um, that Mac Miller one, it was, I mean, it was a pretty plain house, it wasn't like, you know, huge, gigantic one, like, that one was pretty public, I mean, you couldn't get to the front door, though, like, you had to knock, and he still had to let you in, but it wasn't like there was no gate, like, it was like a two-car garage, I know they have pictures of uh, the coroner bringing out, like, his dead body on the internet and stuff, like, obviously, you don't see it, because it's wrapped in a body bag, but, like, you know, like, a whole bunch of, like, uh, police there, like, if you guys want to see those, um, those pictures of him and stuff but yeah they, they you know and you could just tell it's the same exact house but yeah that was the house we we're at it's like an orangish tannish color but yeah we just went there you know took some pictures there wasn't no flowers or no mem- memorial stuff no nothing but uh the last one we went to was uh we actually went to the oj simpson murder house and let me tell you this one was the most creepy house i've been to um like oj is a crazy ass dude that got away with murder right and um i think he got away with murder at first i thought it'd be like a culture thing like kind of like funny and laugh it off like oh shit oj but nah we were there and we this is the only one we actually like got out and like walked around we walked around like the corner and we're like yeah this is it covered in palm trees right but this one as well has like a spanish look to it and you know um we're you know we're at the house and uh there's like an entryway right and um well if you look it up you know the oj simpson murder house you see blood like on the tile like right at the front door because the murders happen like in the front yard like because a lot of those houses right you have to ring a buzzer and then they have to come open the door right like since you know they're so private but you know this uh so the way we watched a, an animation in the car you know after like we had got out and it just made me feel weird but the way this went down was it sounds like oj i'm not i'm not 100 percent sure on how it went down right so don't quote me on this but it seems like oj broke into that house uh and him and his i think it was his ex-lady or something like that i don't know but yeah it seems like his ex-lady was bringing a dude over but i don't even think him her and oj were together i just think he was jealous and uh you know so you know the guy visiting he pulls up right he's he's at the door and he's he's ringing the buzzer basically saying hey i'm here and she she obviously knows it's, it's him right so she walks and she opens the door right and she has to leave like her actual front door and go open you know like the property door so when she's there, she like buzzes him in, you know, she welcomes him in, he's coming in, and before they even make it to the front door, like, I'm talking like right out of the door, like they buzzed in, that shit closes, OJ pops out around the corner wearing like all black, and uh, basically surprises them both, and then he goes to the dude and starts stabbing this dude, I'm like, what the fuck, because they have an animation of it, so if you guys want to watch it, like, 
it's I mean it's a little graphic. I have a weak stomach, so I don't really do good with that stuff. But I mean, they don't. It's not like the actual thing, you know. It's an animation, but but yeah, um, yeah. He comes, he starts stabbing this dude and shit, and uh, they basically show how his body was found and is laying like that. And then he goes to his girl, and he's like stabbing her, and then um, he, he like tilts back her neck and like literally like slices her throat type like and like the way the cop in the video was describing it was pretty graphic he was like he slit her throat to the point where it was like damn near all the way back to her like it basically almost decapitated her head and it was like disgusting and that might disgust some of you guys out and i'm sorry if it did but it this is just you know what happened to me this, this past week and it just made me feel weird but um yeah i did that and then you guys know the 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 famous glove you know what i mean it didn't fit him that's how he basically got away with it basically he drops the gloves drops the knife tries to frame the murder and then i don't really know the rest all i did was see was that animation and then basically they're both their bodies were laying down right there and it was like i don't know it was like basically in their front yard like if that privacy wall wasn't there it would have been in the front yard so kind of weird to see like and i i honestly i'm not even gonna front we stepped on the property like where the tile was but when i stepped when we stepped on it we said we got a weird feeling of energy and it was just like in our legs it might have been our minds just fucking with us but it was weird it was it was really weird i don't know i just i don't know i'm i i actually believe in energy and all that shit so just being close to that even though i know it was like 25 years ago and i wasn't even alive when that shit happened but you look it up on the internet like you see blood on that tile and we like our foot was on it so it was just kind of weird the house is a little remodeled though so i don't think it was on in the same exact spot where you know the door is now today but it was literally like right there i swear to god i was like five feet away from where it was happening so it was kind of weird you know what i mean but that's pretty much all we did saturday night sunday night we hit the um what is it first thing we did you know breakfast of course at the hotel bounce hit the laker game right and uh on the previous podcast episode i was talking about how i wanted to hit the laker game on um was it on friday night against the pelicans but i found out that the lakers and uh nuggets was a primetime game on abc so i was like you know what i'd rather go to the primetime one so and it's the nuggets right i'd rather see the nuggets play with Jokic and stuff so we go to that one you know, we're there, and, you know, it's my first Laker game, and, uh, look, on the way into the arena, right, we park, and, uh, you know, I saw this guy driving a G-Wagon, and he looked rich, right, I don't know, he looked like Middle Eastern to me, he looked rich, and I felt like I recognized him, I was like, man, where's, it? like, I don't know, like, me and my cousin looked at each other, and we're, my, my cousin was like, I bet that guy has a fat ass house, like, he just looked rich, he has, like, a thick mustache, and I don't know, he just looked rich, right, and he's, he's parking his G-Wagon, right, like, literally, like, yielding to us, like, you know, like, we're right in front of him, right, and I, I don't know, like, we just brushed it off, right, well, when we go into the game, they showed him on the Jumbotron, the same guy that was, like, right in front of us, right, it was Anthony Kiedis, the, the fucking main singer, or the, the lead singer in Red Hot Chili Peppers, <laughs> and we didn't even recognize, and they were giving us shirts, there was given us shirts, uh, you know, when we walked in the stadium, everyone got free shirts, and then it was Red Hot Chili Pepper shirts, right? And then it was, the, he's on the shirt that they gave everyone, I was like, what the fuck? I was like, oh shit, like this, it's him, like he's literally on the shirt, I was like, bro, that was the guy right in front of us. He was driving an all black G-Wagon, flat black, it was it was a nice one, but he didn't even have like dark tint or nothing, which is kind of crazy. But yeah, that was a, you know, that was kind of a cool thing, I mean, honestly, if I would have known 
like off the bat like if i was a huge huge red hot chili peppers fan i would have definitely asked him to take a picture but um that was kind of cool you know kind of seeing him but yeah he was like courtside and shit and um flea the uh guitarist for the uh, red hot chili peppers played the national anthem so i think that's why um uh i think that's why you know like they showed him on the joma trump but then i was like oh my god like that's really him and shit and I even saw, like, there wasn't no huge celebrities. I could have sworn I saw some rappers, but I don't think there was. I saw, like, Mark Wahlberg. Um, I think his brother was there and, like, his son and his wife and shit. But he wasn't there. And I was like, fuck, man. I w- that would have been cool to see. But, um, yeah, anyways, on to the game. LeBron was out. Um, that kind of sucked. He was there in attendance. He was sitting on the, end of the, on the end of the bench. So, and, you know when he comes out man like the stadium just it gets different like people will start standing up and shit when lebron came out he's a different breed like he is that one like no one else has the lebron effect no games i went to not even stephen curry like lebron is one of a kind i don't even know if we'll ever get another lebron but yeah uh it was kind of crazy um the lakers like commentator or announcer I know he has an iconic voice, but, man, this guy, he was putting me to sleep. His voice was, it was boring. Like, he's, like, he has, like, a very boring, like, plain voice. Like, uh, Lakers ball, um, LeBron James for three. Like, I don't know, which is, I can't even, like, mimic it. But you hear it on TV, right? And, honestly, when I hear it on TV, I'm like, oh, bro, that's the iconic Laker, you know, like, that's the iconic Laker, um, you know, like, commentator, he's been doing it, like, 40-some years, and, um, you know, and, like, they use piano, like, live piano, and, like, live drum, like, instruments to play, like, noises when they're on offense or defense, and it sounds cool on TV, but, dude, when you're in there, it's dark as fuck, like, around, like, the only lights that are, like, there are on, you know, the floor, like, like, Laker, like, showtime, like, the show, the, the only lights are showing the show, right, like, on the court, everywhere else it's hella dark i'm like bro i can't even see nothing like it made me want to go to sleep and i was like dude like this me and my cousin were like bro like this dude's voice is about to put us to sleep so in person i don't think it hit and i was comparing laker and warrior games and warriors culture honestly has a lot more and it seems like a really wholesome family like that people are they're like actually like cool with and i don't know just really fuck with each other because in i mean this is my first laker game right but in Oakland, they have a live band, or not in Oakland, in San Francisco now, but in San Francisco, they have a live band every game walking around the stadium, only playing Bay Area music, whether it's Too Short, E-40, you know, Tell Me When To Go, or I Got Five On It, like stuff like that, and they literally play it walking around everywhere, so it adds, it really does add to the culture, and um, I don't know, it's just, the fans there, they seem a lot more involved and like, the announcers for like uh, are like the host of like i don't even know what they are for like the the teams you know or they'll they'll like throw out shirts and they'll do stuff i don't know they get you involved they get the crowd involved and you know like they'll do like trivia on i don't know lakers didn't do none of that shit i was watching commercials at the mother out of fucking laker game on the jumbotron and the, the jumbotron was fucking it was small compared to chase center i know chase center is a lot newer and stuff but I'm like, dude, like, I think you have a better experience at a Warrior game. It's a lot more fun. I don't know if it was LeBron effect or something like that, but it was just, it, I had a lot more fun at a, a Warrior game. <clears throat> but, yeah, um, the Lakers lost, of course. I mean, I knew this from the jump. I said the Lakers are going to be, um, they weren't going to be good. I said that. I remember that. 
You said the Warriors were going to finish with a better record than the Lakers. I mean, I said this Laker team was going to be like the Steve Nash, Kobe, and uh, Dwight Howard. That shit didn't work. I knew it. I was like, man, this team is just not going to work. It, I don't, it makes no sense to me, but yeah. Uh, let's see. Actually, I'm going to get a water break live on the damn um, podcast right now. I'm not going to take no breaks this time. <laughs> Excuse me, guys. I'm sorry. But, um, yeah, um, let's see. Last thing was the Tupac uh, Museum. We went to the uh, Wake Me Up When I'm Free Museum. And uh, let me tell you this before I start. I highly suggest anyone that's a fan of him to go check it out. Uh, I was talking to the employee, and they said that, um, obviously, they're in L.A. right now. It's temporary, so they're they're coming to Oakland. They're going to New York, and they're going to Paris. So I think I actually have listeners all of those places. So, um, you know, if you guys are fans of Tupac, I would definitely, definitely, definitely go check it out. It was kind of pricey. It cost about $50 to go in, but I personally think it was well worth it. It was one of those things where you learn a lot. And uh, you have to like read and stuff. It's a museum, right? So if you're into museum type of things, and you know you you obviously you're a big fan of Tupac and uh, West Coast rap, highly suggest or just like poetry poetry in general. I would uh, definitely you know check it out. You walk in and they have all his tattoos in 3D, like in life size form on the wall. There, it's uh it's all white. Literally everything's white. Like the floors are white, the roof is white, the artwork, everything is white. And then the the employees they're wearing like all black clothes, but it's a it's a self guided tour that you uh, you have to read a lot from. Um, you get headsets and a remote, so you know they play stuff for you. And I you know, but what I found was a lot of the good stuff is on the wall that I read. Like for example, there was this um this street light that was you know on display there, and um, basically you know there's a street light and there's like this page that uh, I read about it. And it basically said that Tupac um, would come home and the electricity would be off. And he wouldn't have no food, no nothing, right? The only thing he would have is his room and then the street light shining into his window. He would only have his room and um, a book. And it would be like a Malcolm X book. And uh, that was that was all he would do all night. Where he would just read the Malcolm X book with the, the street light from the street, you know, shining into his window. So that would be his little light that he had and he would always be reading. So that was one thing that kind of stood out to me. That was kind of cool. The beginning's kind of emotional. They show like the Rodney King whole situ- like that whole situation, and like you know the, the Panther stuff. And like in Oakland, his mom was a Black Panther. I don't know, like I didn't even know that Tupac was um, what he was being made like, or his mom was pregnant while in jail. So I mean, he wasn't born in you know in jail. But, I mean, his mom was pregnant, so it seemed like he's always been in, like, this cage. And a lot of people would, you know, go straight to assumptions, and they would say, this guy's a thug. You know, he has thug life tatter on him. He has, like, these tattoos, you know, all this thug thing and the way he talks. But let me tell you something. Tupac was a very, very, very smart guy that had a lot of morals and a lot of respect. And, uh, you know, he basically just represented where he was from, and that's, you know, that's that's what he knew. You know what I mean? And I, I feel like I could relate to that, you know, to a certain extent. And uh, I just think that's dope. I highly suggest you guys go check it out. It's an amazing, you know, amazing museum. I'm such a fan of, uh, you know, hip-hop in general. So 
I enjoy anything like that. They have a lot of his outfits on display, stuff that he's worn to like Grammys, stuff he's worn to boxing fights, um, stuff like that. Like, I don't know. A lot of his outfits are on display. They have a lot of uh, notebook pages that he like, you know, wrote by him. Like I saw the All Eyes on Me track list that was wrote by him, you know, like in the studio. So they got actual like handwriting stuff written by him, which is really dope. So um, I would highly suggest you guys go check that out. You know, it's an amazing tour, not too expensive, and it's only temporary. I saw um, on Instagram, not when I went, but I saw that Eminem had gone. It's, uh, I don't know, it's definitely something I would check out if I was you guys. And, you know, it, it should be coming to your area, you know, especially uh, me, you know, with the Bay Area and stuff. A lot of my people are from, you know, Northern California and stuff. So go check it out when it comes, for real. It's really good. But yeah, that's pretty much it on today's episode. Just kind of wanted to talk about um, my whole, you know, trip in L.A. I know I took like a week and a half off. I'm sorry, guys. School, you know, had the best of me. I had to finish up and do my stuff so I can enjoy myself in L.A. I know I said I was going to record the episode live in L.A., but it just wasn't going to work. It was just really hard. So, you know, it was my first day back and I'm straight to the podcast. You know what I mean? So if you guys made it this far, thank you so much. I appreciate you guys. Um... Until, you know, the next episode, um, I, I don't know, just leave a five-star review, um, you know, on Spotify, Apple, follow the Instagram page at In Conversation Pod. Uh, all of the support is very appreciated. Um, thank you guys so much, and uh, I'm out of here, guys. Peace. Well, you see me, I'm falling, falling, falling.